Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Okay, guys, I have Violet Benson here who runs Daddy Issues, the Instagram that you've probably tagged your friends in a billion times, and then Too Tired to Be Crazy podcast, which I listen to all the time. Hey, how are you? Uh, You know, we're hanging in. Are you like quarantining? You're in LA, right? Yeah, I mean, at this point, it doesn't even feel like the right word to use anymore, quarantining. It just feels like a way of life. Like we're just inside all day. (laughs) I haven't left in months, yeah. Yeah, well... All I do is podcast now, which is great. I'm so excited to talk to you. The background, my cat's about to take a shit. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a beautiful thing. (laughs) Okay, I want to know your... I know you're an immigrant, right? You're from Russia, correct? Yeah. I was born in Russia, but I'm Jewish. So we had to um, escape. Wow. I mean, Russians, they didn't really like anyone. That's like Russian, Russian. (laughs) Um, But so we... Israel was the first country to accept us when we migrated. So then we went to Israel when I was one. And then when I was 14, we won the green card lottery and we moved to the U.S. And then five years later, I became a citizen. Okay, wait. So do you speak Russian? Are you or yeah. do you? Okay, wow. I speak Russian, Hebrew, and English. And I used to speak also so, like um, Arabic and French, but I forgot it. I mean, your English is so good. Side note. <laughs> I have an accent sometimes. Um, I don't mind, though. It's because I pronounce my words or something, but um, yeah, I don't mind having an accent. Sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah, I hear the Russian accent. And then other times you sound like you're from like New York or something. People tell me that all the time. Yeah. It's really weird. Like I'm like, oh, she's from Brooklyn. Oh, wait. No, it's because I, um, I subconsciously mimic other people's accents. So when I first moved to the U.S., I was around people that may be from New York. So then I start to sound like them. But even if I'm next to somebody that has a thick accent, something else, I'll start to sound like them, not a, a, like on accident. So you were an accountant. That That's on your bio, right? That like you're a former accountant, now an Instagram yeah. influencer. So was that a job you loved? I mean, obviously not. You left it. No, that's what people don't understand. Like sometimes people DM me and they're like, oh, yeah, like I used to be... I worked as an I work as an accountant right now too. Like no wonder you left, or <laughs> like, this sounds like such a better job. And it's like no, I am like I have such an immigrant mentality that no matter what, like my, I always believe, you know, the American dream is to like have that nine to five and be miserable, but like make money off of it and then like create a family, whatever it is. And my dad told me so. My goal was always to be the best at everything I do. I'm very motivated and hardworking. So even if I was a waitress. At a, at a restaurant, then I would figure out how to be the manager of that restaurant and then figure out like other ways, like, you know, manage a couple of different restaurants. Like I would always, I always have goals. So when I was an accountant uh, I worked for a big public accounting firm, uh, my goal was to be a partner. Like that was my vision. So I would come in before the partner would come in because that's what you're supposed to do at public accounting firms. It's really um, cutthroat. So you come in, you're supposed to come in before the partner comes in. So if you if you notice the partner's coming in at seven, you should be coming in at 6.30. Like you have to be there before and you're supposed to leave after he leaves. So if one day he just decides to stay until like 11.30, you stay there. My sister works in finance and she had the same thing where it was like, you don't leave until they go home. It's crazy. Exactly. So that's, that's what I would do. And I, it was really cool. Like I was so hardworking that, um, 
there's, there's all these different levels. So you won't even get a chance the first few years to even get on a project with a partner. But luckily, because I was so motivated and I was always asking so many questions, they started to put me on projects with a manager and then with a partner too. Like one, one project I had like with a manager and a partner. Right. You, it's, it's unheard of if you are a junior accountant. You're supposed to be with the senior accountants and maybe you get a manager on it. So that's why I started to have issues because the, um, the other women on my team started to make my life super miserable. And I didn't, I understand now I understand why, but back then I just didn't understand why. And I remember I used to tell the partner, like, why don't they like me? Like, I don't even notice them. Like, I'm just so focused on working. And he was like, Violetta, that's the problem. You don't see them. You're so overly focused. It's intimidating to other people. You're just like, I just want to go straight to being yeah. a partner. You're not even, you don't give enough respect to the other people around you. I dealt with that shit at my first job. I was a news anchor and there were like, I, I was really hardworking. I was the same way. I was like, I'm going to be a news anchor at 23, whatever. So I just worked, worked, worked. And people in the office started, you know, they would like gossip about me or just outright be like, I don't like you because I was getting these opportunities. And I'm like, okay, wait, they assumed that I was like sleeping with my news director because I'm getting these opportunities. And I'm like, that is so unfair. Unfortunately, it, the problem is that in a lot of these big companies, it's we already don't have enough women partners or women in big high positions. That's just the truth. I mean, I'm not even talking about like women of color. I'm just saying women in general. Right. Really, like I feel like the partners in in the firm that I was working at was maybe like less than ten percent of overall like partners. And the problem is that the women who were older than me, they probably, they went through so much just to get to those positions. And they believe that like, I suffered, so you should suffer too. And it's really unfortunate that we make other women so visceral. I mean, these women would start rumors about me. They make comments about like, oh, um, I wonder what she does in the partner's office for so long. It's like the, yes. um, the doors are, the doors are see-through. You can see everything I'm doing in the office. Like you don't have to guess. Ugh. And comments like that, or Yes, yeah, so they, they started taking away hours for me. So that was like hard for me then to because because in accounting and also in, in law firms, big, uh, big companies, um, what you bill is how you get graded. So every two weeks a month, uh, the companies grade you and your personality and also your work. So then you have to you have to make a specific amount of billable hours. So it's really stressful. So if the managers and my senior accountants are taking away my hours and I'm not hitting what I need to hit, I'm going to be like at the bottom of the list. Bottom, yeah. And I'm not going to get promoted. I'm not going to get like bonuses. It was like it was it was constant. And then sometimes they would do like throw a birthday party to someone. And I have my headphones on and they just invite everyone else around me. So I don't even notice everyone's leaving. And then I look around and half the office everyone's is gone. gone. High school slash like social anxiety, probably because, you know, everyone's talking about you and then you feel even weirder and more awkward. No, there was a senior accountant that literally took me to a meeting, her and I, and she was so much shorter than me, too. I'm five, eight. And she's so tiny. And she has this like small little chihuahua syndrome. And she just starts yelling at me and she goes, when you go, when you get to high school, you get bullied and you take it. Okay. The fact that you go to the partner, you're not, you will, you should never complain to the partner. You don't go and complain to the principal if you get bullied. And I was like, yes, I would. She's like, well, not here. You're supposed to keep your mouth shut and you're supposed to take it. And that's how you grow in this company. Luckily, HR walked by when she yelled at oh, me. Thank God. Love to hear it. Yeah. I guess I didn't have to tell the principal. How long were you in that job for? Like two years, but I was also working in other accounting firms before, but that was like a big public accounting firm that I had to work towards in order to even get in there. And then, I mean, obviously now you are what I would call Insta famous, but 
Did you ever think you didn't know when you started daddy issues that it was going to be as big as it is. So did you ever think like, I'll just go to another firm or something? I never thought about leaving that firm. I have a hard time of not knowing when to leave anything, any relationship. (laughs) (laughs) So it was more like, why, what can I do to make these people love me? I don't understand. So then daddy issues was really more a thing where it was for my self-esteem because I was so lost at this point. Like these women, they just, I like, I thought I was strong, but for whatever reason, I, I think these women, they just broke me because no matter what I did, it just wasn't good enough. And I could not understand. So when I started daddy issues, it was more for my self-esteem. My self-esteem was so low and I just had no idea who I was as a person anymore. So it was never about being famous. And I think, and I think the advice I've always given other people, if they want to grow on social media, whatever they're trying to do, it's as long as you're true to yourself and it's not about getting famous, it's just about like having a message to deliver, I think you'll succeed in it. And so that's what it was for me. And then, yeah, like nine months later, because I was so obsessive with growing my Instagram, because it was like my whole life, it ended up growing, but I put a lot of work into it. That's what people don't understand. Like it was like, I had all these different like marketing thoughts of what to do in order to grow my Instagram. And I was like, like it was now it would be different because Instagram has changed, but back then it worked. And, uh, and yeah, like nine months later, I left the company and I, and everyone was like, oh, when you were leaving, because your daddy should be like, fuck everyone. And I was like, no, I was, I didn't, because I don't believe in like revenge and telling someone off as much as it feels like as much as I imagine scenarios in my head, where I can just finally tell somebody to go F themselves and all that. I'm just like, they don't even deserve me showing them that I care so once I left I was just like oh guys I just said a message like I'm leaving to work on myself which everyone thought oh, of course she's like she probably is having a breakdown she's mentally incapable of anything yeah and in reality like I left because I was already I was about to make double what I made that year and then ended up making more than a partner would make and then just like be existing probably killed them because well they but you were anonymous for a long time yeah so they were actually following me so then I would see them hear them talking about daddy issues and laughing at the jokes and then I'd be like you see guys like I knew you guys would like me like you just had to give me a chance so when I left and eventually I came quote unquote came out like they obviously everyone ended up finding out like who I really was and it was interesting like I feel like a while back I saw some interview with me and I kind of talked about the accounting firm and then the one girl who yelled at me um that girl was like, you should be bullied or whatever. She commented. Uh, I randomly saw like one of the YouTube comments. She like commented and she was just like, oh, come on, Violetta. It wasn't that bad, dot, 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 something like that. I was just like, are you saying Connie? <laughs> like, who even comments? Like, who even are you? Bye. You're like openly outing yourself as being one of these shitty people. Yeah. I have daddy issues, like legit, the the fundamental term. But like, what what do you define daddy issues as? I think daddy issues vary. Um, I would say, I think people assume daddy issues just means like you got it tatted on your lower back and you want to start everyone. And then you're super promiscuous, blah, blah. Like, I think everyone has different types of daddy issues. My daddy issues is where I just, I have a need to be loved and I have abandonment issues. So I'm just always scared someone's going to leave me. So I guess it could be sexual in some ways, but I'm also incredibly attached. So if someone comes into my life or goes inside of me for even one second, I'm just like, what are we? Can we define this relationship? Yeah. Like, are you going to be around now forever? Because I just let you inside my petunia. Oh, (laughs) I have the exact same issue. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then I'm sure because of your daddy issues, 
you definitely probably have a pretty, I would say I have a messed up way of like looking at relationships in general because of those issues. Um, I feel like I used to, but I feel like you've gotten better. One day I realized that, you know, like I can't sit there and blame. Like I, one day I realized like I deserve to be loved the way other people get to enjoy love. And I need to stop thinking that like I'm broken or there's anything wrong being broken. And I feel like once I accepted feeling broken and mending myself, I feel so whole that I feel like I do deserve all the love that I've been seeing in movies. Like I want that too. And I deserve it. So I think it's about working on yourself and not, and like being aware of some things that broke you in your childhood, but also accepting the fact that like, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to stay that way. Like you can grow from it. And you're pretty much, I mean, the way I listen to you, at least you're a romantic. I am too. But like, oh, what is romance in 2020? I don't even really know. I mean, 2020 maybe because of COVID, let's just take it out. But romance in 2019, I don't even know what it is anymore. Honestly, I feel like it's because we lower our standards and because these days we think like if some like, okay, if a guy asks you to Netflix and chill, you're like, oh, he likes me. And then the next day he texts you. You're just like, he's so romantic. He texted me before 2 a.m. And he was like, sup. (laughs) That's not romance. And I feel like I I had like low. I lowered my standards like on Valentine's Day. I was dating this one guy and he had anxiety about like can't couldn't even figure out what flowers to get me and he was like acting weird and then he brought me three flowers just one two three uh of the flag of america and i was just like oh that's so romantic it's like no it's not like you could even give me four five seven or just a bouquet or like and he was just so overwhelmed and he was like yeah i was thinking of like just like breaking up with you today because i just like you just deserves better like i don't even know what kind of flowers to get and i was like listening like oh my god no babe it's okay and i'm like are you fucking kidding me I mean, look, the, to me, romance nowadays is like, oh my God, he liked my Instagram. That means everything. I don't even remember what it's like. I have no idea. I'll tell you. Please. So I feel like then I started manifesting in my brain, like the type of romance I would want. I was still aiming low, to be honest, but like I manifest like what? It, okay. Cause I used to do this thing. Sometimes if I want to make a guy jealous, I would buy myself flowers Ooh. and then I'd be like, oh, do you like the flowers I have? Um, to this day, it has never worked. Like it always backfires and then they just stop talking to me because they're thinking about someone else. <laughs> they're like, oh, she's dating someone else. Okay, whatever. I do not recommend doing that. I don't know why all these years I still continuously do that when it does not work. It never works out for me. But wow. I was like, how about I manifest for men to bring me flowers? Like I should just start saying what I want. So then when I got on a dating app again, like I was just like, yeah, like when a guy's romantic, um, definitely they have to pick me up. I love flowers. I love this. Every single guy without even touching me or kissing me or anything before the date, after the first day, everyone's sending me flowers, bouquets of flowers. Like right now I have this bouquet of flowers. What the in hell? I don't think I've ever gotten flowers before. Now I literally at the point now that I get too many flowers. Are you kidding? This bouquet of flowers and it was like so voluptuous. and Guys, big. it has a vase. Like it's not just something like there's a glass vase there. Yeah, they're spending like $100, $200 on these bouquet of flowers that are dying. And then when they take me out on dates, they open my car door, they open the doors, they like, they walk to my, to my front door to, to like, you know, start the date, they plan everything. And again, I don't, I don't even kiss on the first date. Okay. I had that rule always. And I, for the longest time, I'm like, I'm so dumb for having this rule, but I, I like that rule. I mean, I've broken it before, obviously, but like, it's not even a rule. It's just like, I'm so over <laughs> 
that I don't even want them touching me. Just don't touch me. Don't kiss me. Don't go in for it. I don't want to know that you're going in for it. Yeah. I like, I'll spend time with you. So I feel like in my brain now I've, I've gotten so many flowers to the point that they just keep dying in my house. And I'm like, oh, I should aim. I should aim a little higher. So the point is that romance is there and you can and guys are capable of doing it. We just give them too much like slack. Maybe we need to like demand more. Not demand. I think it's more not like I want this. It's like, yeah, I just like I love romance. And like, I'm so romantic. I like love flowers and like, blah, blah. blah. And then but like I've talked to some guys before. And they're like, I was like, yeah, I believe that guy should pick me up on the day. And he was like, oh, is that necessary? I'm like, listen, you can go out with whoever you want. I'm just letting you know what I like. If you don't like that, that's totally okay. There's a million other women out there. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, anytime you talk about any kind of dating, you're like, I dated this guy. I dated this guy. I went on a date with this guy. How in the hell are you dating as much as you are? Like, how many dates are you going on per week? Honestly, not even that many. I don't know. I can't keep up. I feel like... It sounds like you you just have so much experience. I'm like, wait, I went on a date like eight months ago. You like, you're like, I dated this guy. I know this guy. I just don't understand how you have so much experience. It's weird. I feel like I'm like, because so, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> but I feel like I'm like so extreme with everything. It's either I don't date for like months. No one's talking to me. No one's touching me. Or I'm obsessed with one guy. Oh, he's yeah. He's bad me but I'm just obsessed with him and he's my life and I'm like you're my person and he's like no I'm not and I'm like <laughs> he tells you all the time I'm not your person and you're still like wait but hang on oh I've been thinking and I still think you're my person I'm gonna convince you that you're my person you will never be my works. person <laughs> it never works no and then there's finally the like the the period where I'm just like effort I'll just start dating but like I don't even enjoy it to be honest like I wish I could be the person that enjoys it but like talking to a few different guys I like forget their names sometimes I can't figure out like who gate who told me what about them <laughs> like I I literally went on a date with somebody and I was like oh you I bet you you're not even that hungry because you take Adderall and he was like no I don't and I was like um I do whoops I meant me <laughs> I'm so stupid I take Adderall whoops I mean I okay so if you're someone who's romantic maybe you're probably like old-fashioned kind of with like do you have this hope that maybe you'll go to the grocery store and this guy's going to find you and he's going to see you. Because, like, you're on the apps and I'm on one app and it's still painful. But, like, I'm still holding out hope that the app is not where it happens. I'm weirdly really – well, okay. So, you know how I told you, like, my how my brain works? Yes. I am going on these other days. But right now there is somebody on my mind. Okay. But, like, in a romantic way, right now, in this moment right now, somebody caught my eye. And the minute they catch my eye, that's it. I'm hooked. So I do have in the back of my head in a romantic way, like, oh, I'm going to end up, what if I just ended up with one of my best friends? Like one of my really close friends. We've been friends for so many years. Like that's a romantic comedy. It totally is. He was like, I have work. (laughs) So I just feel like right now it doesn't feel like it's happening. So like in my romantic comedy, my brain has to do with the fact that I end up with my friends. And then, and then the wedding, I'm just like, I always knew. From the first day we became friends, I said, you're the one, even though that's not the case at all. I just think it's like, I just recently had this amazing meet cute that ended up in like a a relationship and we tried really hard and it didn't end up working. But I still am like the meet cute. Is there someone you like? I mean, this is where I'm kind of still like hung up on my ex, you know. 
<sighs> it's for extra reason, girl. Like, move on. Girl, I know. You just did a podcast where you talked about how, like, we should not be social media stalking. Like, I'm still in the social media stalking phase of, like, we oh, he's following this other girl, like shit. And then I feel like shit about myself, which is so stupid. Oh, that's the worst when you like start to compare yourself to other girls, even if you don't want to, you're just like, I, I, that's what happens to me. And I'm just like, oh, well, I bet if I was as beautiful as this girl or like if I had her body, then he would like notice me more. And then right? I'm just like, hey, come on, like, well, she's not you and you have your personality and she has her unique personality and like you can't hate on her she doesn't even know like you're in the situation and I just have to be like but there's no one else like me there's no one like me and if you don't realize that then fuck off yeah I mean I don't know I'm not hung up on anyone right now like I just said in the back of my head I'm like what if just me and my good guy friend end up together like are you in love with your good guy friend I don't know if I, I don't I don't know what love is I don't know. <laughs> okay wait have you ever been in love you see, okay, I'm such a romantic <laughs> that, like, I want to believe that, like, the person I end up with, I want to, I want, I want to be able to say, like, that's the only person I've ever loved. Like, really? I didn't know love until I met that person. So then none of those other loves ever counted. So in my opinion, like, if it doesn't work, like, how could I really have loved somebody if I was able to let them go and get over them? Because once, like, me, I love so hard that once I get over them, I'm so indifferent about them. They could literally, no offense my exes are great guys in their own way. Yeah. Like, but like they could die tomorrow and I wouldn't even shed a tear and it's not even on purpose. I don't hate them. I'm just, I feel nothing. And the just, that's just like how extreme my love is. So I just, as much as, yeah, I guess I've been in love, but like, maybe I was just infatuated. I don't think I know love yet because once I have it, I'm never going to want to let it go. And that's going to be my person. To me, there's like being in love and then there's like, okay, then you find the person that like, that's not even love. That's just like soulmate shit right there. You know what I mean? But I believe you have a couple of soulmates. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that there's one person out there for you completely. Yeah, like I think even your family are your soulmate. Oh, yeah. It doesn't even have to be just like romantic love. But yeah, I don't know. I have so many, I have so many thoughts. Are you friends with any of your exes? I'm cool with every guy I've ever dated and all my, all my exes, like we're cool. Like there's no bad terms about blood, but again, I am incredibly, I can't help how my heart is so extreme. So when I love, I love so hard. And when I have to let them go, it's like, I'm literally mourning their death. <laughs> then I just, when I get over it, I'm so indifferent. There's no reason for me to be their friend. Cause I genuinely feel nothing for them. It's not hate. I just, I'm nothing. They're nothing to me. And that's why every time if I break up with someone, I'm like, are you sure? Because I can never love you again. I'm telling you. And they don't believe me. No second chances. And I can never love them again. No matter how many times they come back, it's like, I don't feel anything for you anymore. Like, But they do come back, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm amazing. Of course they come back. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. I need to, I need to get to that point. My ex right now is like, I think trying to be friends, but it like ends up being this awkward, like, so... I hope your birthday was nice. Yes, thank you. My birthday was great. Just like, okay, I'm bored. Okay, I'll be honest with you. When I keep guys around as friends, I mean, like I said, I, I've been hurt before, but I feel like I'm not, I can be a fucker on the way too. So when I've kept guys around as friends, it's because it, what it really means is I don't like you enough to date you. But I like you enough as an option just in case. So I'm being friendly with you and, and keeping up with you sometimes about your life. So you don't forget about me. Mm -hmm. And I'm just keeping you around. That's what's happening to I, me. But I see my other options. So that's literally what's happening with your ex right now. He's just like, oh, you know, I might find something better. But for now, I'm going to just like 
Yeah, your ex is giving you little crumbs, which is what I've done with guys as well. It's little crumbs around and then you still think about that person and then you're actually not opening your heart or your aura for other people. And it's the weirdest thing, but it's like the universe can feel it. I don't know if you ever noticed, but like when you're hung up on somebody, like there's no one new coming into your life or just shitty guys and you don't understand why. The minute you finally feel like, you know what? I'm so over my ex and I just, I'm ready to move on. And like your heart opens up. Suddenly you just randomly run into like a new guy or the, or like suddenly people just are more approaching you because you suddenly come off more approachable without realizing. And it's because you're just, you're letting it known in the universe that you're finally available. Well, I don't know how I'm supposed to date in like, am I supposed to wear a mask? I'm not cute with a mask on. Like, what am I supposed to do? Wait, where do you live? Well, I'm about to move to New York and obviously like I want to do tons of dating like I want to do it all but what I'm, I mean hey like let's go get a drink and like I'm I'm wearing a mask you can take it off you guys can get tested before you go on a date I mean I feel like I'm really bad right now with like yeah I don't want to share advice but I feel like I've dated more in quarantine than I have in like I feel like I've gotten more flowers this year than I have in my lifetime that's a which is so crazy and I feel like I've dated more during quarantine than I have in the past like two years but it's, it hasn't been that enjoyable. Like, even when I like the guy, when I finally am like, do I like this person? Then it just fizzles out anyway. But yeah, dating is hard. I hope me and my guy friend. <laughs> I'm exhausted just thinking about, like, what I want to do in the next six months dating-wise. I just feel like it'll come to you. Honestly, like, don't force it. And then also don't lower your standards. Just for somebody to be around. It's honestly much better to be alone yeah. and, and just be happy with yourself than to, to be with somebody and feel really alone with them. I mean, do you, okay, so you talked, you're on Hinge, I think, and Bumble, right? Do, you, do people know who you are? Like, does that ever become weird for you? Yes and no. Okay. I try to, like, I don't, like, I've been on Hinge before, and I guess I'm Raya, but, like, I actually t- took Hinge more seriously, and... I, I uh, don't connect my Instagram to the account. And then I also, um, I also have a very vague like job title. I'll just write podcast host. So like sometimes people recognize me, sometimes they don't. And like recently I've been trying to match with older men just to see what that's like. Because I feel like I always like going out with younger guys. But then I'm like, I'm so tired of always feeling like their mother. Oh, my God. And like men are eight years behind us. So like if you're dating someone who's 25, you're basically dating a teenager. Literally, that's what I kept trying to tell me. So then like when I changed my preference to like men between 31 to 40, which before I was just like, ew. But I'm like, okay. Hey, I'm here for it. Most of them don't really use Instagram. So I feel like a lot of them don't actually wouldn't know who I am. So it's kind of nice. Oh, yeah, I need to up mine a little bit. It's just like then I get the message like, oh, what kind of podcast do you host? And then I'm just like reality TV. And then it's like, oh, why do you like reality? Because I was on a TV show. And then it's just over from there. Like I like to try to keep that away. Like don't look at my Instagram because then it becomes like, who are you? What did you do? Well, that's why I feel like I just ask a bunch of questions about them. But like, I also hate small talk. And again, it's Scorpio me. I hate it. But I hate small talk. Wait, what's your sign? I'm Aries. I love that. I know. I love Aries. <laughs> Scorpios and Aries were like uh, yin and yang. Yes. And I feel, I feel that. Okay, wait. I do want to ask a little bit about daddy issues because obviously I have like a sort of Instagram, but I, you know, I'd like to grow mine. I mean, obviously you started with what? Like 10 followers. They're probably your family. Now you're up to like 4 million 
you said you had some marketing plans. What, what did you do as far as like, how do I build my following? Okay. So I don't know if it will work now, but definitely try, try so it. Here's what I would do. A, I did not start with my family. My family didn't know. No one really? knew. I was anonymous because it's kind of, it was the feeling of like embarrassment. I didn't want anyone to know what I was up to. And plus the things I was posting sex back then, like years ago, it wasn't, I mean, even actually, even the other days ago, I, I posted about this girl that was interviewing uh, Demi Burnett from the bachelor. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about masturbating. And I thought it was funny. And I posted my daddy issues to promote my podcast. And there were so many angry men in the comments and some women as well, but mostly men about like calling us whores because we're talking about masturbating. And I was like, oh shit, like it threw me off because I'm like, I didn't even realize that masturbating is still taboo because everyone talks about sex so much and posting like nudes and OnlyFans and all that. Like it threw me off. But six years ago, it was even worse. Yeah, but it's so crazy that sex of any kind conversation is taboo but I guess you know yeah like I was bored last night before I went to sleep and I just masturbated totally Totally. and I I didn't even know that that's like wow you have so much time on your hands like I have a drawer full of toys like the most fun drawer ever and I want to talk about it I want to post about it like why are we hiding the fact men can be like oh you know I just whacked off before I went to the pool but I can't talk about how I'm whacking like what the hell is that that was weird to me um but anyway so what I was doing was my marketing strategy was basically I was like okay I want to grow daddy issues so who are my quote-unquote competitors or my inspiration and it was like um the fat Jewish and like the fat Jewish was like in a way my inspiration to start an Instagram because I was like how cool is it you can just post fun things and people like you for your personality it's not about your looks anymore it's just your personality so um I what I would do is every night before I went to sleep I had this goal of reaching a hundred people. So I would go let, let's on the fat Jewish and I would go on their followers and I would a hundred people, each person I click and I counted. So it's like a lot of really time consuming. Each person I click, I like like two pictures or like, I like a picture and I comment something silly in one of the pictures. And I'm like, so a hundred people every night for months. And, and then maybe you even get like, even if you get a uh, return on investment, 20 of those people to follow you, that's 20% from your like a hundred people. So then after that, I'm like, okay, I want a famous person to follow me. My fam- my first famous person was Joe Jonas. And I've talked about it before and he's a cool guy. But like back then, I didn't know him yet. So then I was like, okay, I want Joe Jonas to follow me because I can tell he loves memes. So I go to his friend group, his close friends, who doesn't have any followers. Okay, this guy. I'm going to get this guy's attention by commenting some funny, silly things on his Instagram. And then it worked. Like eventually the guy tagged, starts to follow me. Then he tagged Joe in my name account yeah and then Joe followed me and that's how it worked or like I was like okay in LA everyone's kind of a follower and a wannabe person to be cool but they're not people are not that cool as much as they think so I was like I'm anonymous what if I because I am from like the city so I do I am kind of like a part of a lot of these groups yeah no matter how much I act and I (laughs) pretend like I'm like an outsider I guess I am cool in a way you're in the cool crowd for sure because I'm, I don't want to be a part of it. So I feel like that's kind of a mix, whatever. Anyway, the point is that, so I would start to follow like a group of people, let's say like a group of friends who think they're super cool. So I'd follow like seven of those people. And then between them, they start to make jokes. Oh my God, are you daddy issues? No, I'm daddy issues. Even Joe Jonas and his friends had the same thing wow. where Joe told me where they were thinking that Joe was daddy issues because I'm anonymous. So it's like a fun game. And then I follow seven of them. They love to act like their daddy issues. So then they start to tell their friends about it. And then I get all their attention. They all follow me. They, their friends follow me. Then I follow those seven people. And I go back to like a new LA group 
to think that they're super cool for like one of them. So it was like shit like that. And, um, and then I was also reading a lot. So for example, like I was starting to do a lot of like mathematical research. So I'm like looking at numbers. So then when I'm posting stuff, it wasn't me always knowing what to post. It was more like, that's what people don't understand. People created daddy issues, right? Like I was just following what you were telling me that you liked, you didn't like. So when I'm posting and I suddenly noticing there's higher engagement mm-hmm. comments or likes on the post, that's more female based. I'm like, huh, people like that more. Okay. I start to post more of that. Then I'm posting like a really short caption. And then someone's like, oh my God, her caption. I'm like, oh, they like my caption. Yeah. Interesting. My caption gets longer. And like Vanity Fair named me, um, meme queen for my captions but really my captions happened because people were telling me that's what they liked so i was yeah. such a i was just like a sponge because i didn't know who i was so i was just taking in everything other people were telling me that they liked so when i created daddy issues she was my alter ego i thought this girl was so cool that i could never be like her the way she talked about sex the way she didn't hear what people thought about her she was just like I, she was so secure and I looked, I looked up to her. So she was literally my alter ego. And that's what I called it. But the more I continued daddy issues, the more I started to feel like myself again, people, people, it was like the first time I knew who I was. And it was because of my followers. And then people were accepting you. And yeah. Yeah. Like it was the first time I, when I finally felt like I was accepted, it was, or it was around the time where I stopped caring to be accepted. And that's suddenly when I was accepted. And like, I feel like my followers like saved me from really bad depression. Right. So then I finally became daddy issues and I was her. And now when I'm older with my podcast, I feel like I surpassed her. So she's my ego again, because I've grown out of her insecurities. And I think in order to grow now in general on regular social media, because Instagram has changed, it's also collabing. I, I haven't done that yet. Like I'm not really good at that. I guess we were collabing in a way. I mean, we're totally collabing. That's what it is, actually. You're right. So collabing, that also helps. But I think as long as you stick to yourself, you stick to your own voice, and you don't focus on being famous versus just being yourself. Like even my personal Instagram, at one point, I felt like I was losing followers. I didn't understand what I was doing wrong. And it was because, oh, I suddenly started to worry about always being beautiful. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, I can just, what if I just posted whatever I wanted again? And I think that kind of, once I became like just posting whatever I wanted, then again, like some followers were growing. You'll lose people, but you'll gain more important ones. In general, Instagram is really hard to grow on right now. Right. Like I've, 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 um, I've been invited to do talks on Instagram with their tech people about what's wrong with Instagram. So I'm pretty tech savvy. Okay. Wait, what, what would you say like Instagram can improve on or like make it easier for growth again? Obviously chronological order. Yes. Where, why did they ever get rid of that? I have no idea. The reason they got rid of it without them admitting it is because um, Instagram is, wants to be a cash cow as well. And I've told Instagram before, if you guys would charge influencers or people that have followers on it, like a monthly fee in order for you not to mess with us, we would all pay it. Totally. You can all make money off of us. It doesn't have to be free. But what Instagram doesn't care because when they, when they mess up your chronological order, they expect people to either um, prom- push their own posts. Like I've even seen Paris Hilton push her regular posts. I hate doing that. You shouldn't because it actually ruins your engagement if you do a sponsored post. Like because Instagram catches it. So unless, you're, you, unless your Instagram is a business and you're selling merchandise, don't do it on your personal because Instagram will see that you actually paid for a post. And, it will, and then it'll suddenly, it will block your engagement a little. So you have no choice but to, but to push a post again. Wow. So they expect you to start pushing your posts. And if you're not doing that, then um, it's also like brands are going to stop working with you. And they're just going to 
uh, start to advertise with Instagram itself because it may be a higher reach. Yeah. And that's kind of like the things I think, in my opinion, that Instagram was doing in order for them to finally become a cash cow and not the influencers, even though they are thankful to us and like mm-hmm. they are helpful, but you can never tell with Instagram. Like sometimes I'm like my accounts are losing followers every day and it's actually very normal. And then sometimes they're just growing nonstop. Like right now, daddy issues, something randomly changed and like the likes just completely skyrocketed. Oh, I want to know why that is. Like, I think it's when you hit one good post or what I feel like, I think when you hit good engagement on a post for like between one to three posts in that day or two days, um, something could accidentally change on Instagram and suddenly your, your uh, accounts are being pushed. Something like that. Should people be posting every day? I don't think so. I think you shouldn't. Okay. Unless you actually have good stuff to post. Like if it's just like your selfie every single day, it's like, no offense. I'm so sick of looking at your face. I'm going to mute you. I can't do that. I get to choose what I want to scroll through. You know, like that's my thing. I think if you're posting personal stuff on your personal Instagram, I think people love now more when it's more natural and real. Yeah. So, um, so stuff like that versus you always being like a, a pretty girl or whatever. Um, obviously in my meme account, I post three times a day or something. My, my podcast, uh, Instagram, I post like three times a day. And then on my personal Instagram, I just post every day on my stories. And people always ask me if I have other people helping me. I wish I wasn't such a control freak. You, you don't have help. No. So every day, like I just figure out like what memes I want to post. And then also like I'll edit a, a clip really quick to post on my personal, uh, my um, podcast Instagram. And then I also um, figure out like what stories to catch your eye on. And then, and then I post stories in all three of my Instagrams too. What's your screen time like? Um, it's weirdly not that high because I just go in and out. So you post something and then leave, post something, leave. Yeah. So like I, sometimes if I see my friends post really quick, I like it, but I rarely even watch stories. So, if, so like the secret is if I watch someone's story, it's either my close friend I randomly just saw, or it's a boy that I have a crush on. Cause I don't <laughs> watch anyone's stories unless it's like someone I'm talking to. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't go on Instagram for enjoyment. Some at nighttime, sometimes I finally sit around. I'm just like, haha. What do you think of private meme pages? So the thing with private meme pages, which is, uh, Okay. The reason meme pages go private is because a, a lot of people can report them. Sometimes my stuff has been reported and you get in trouble and it's really scary because your account can get deleted. Reported for what? Like even me talking about masturbating, it can get reported and can get taken down. Got it. Okay. Because it's not like Instagram can't monitor everything. So it's more like you have robots or bots or whatever. So if you use a specific wording or whatever, enough people complained, um, then they'll just remove it and then you're in trouble. And like, I've been in trouble before. So, uh, meme accounts go private for that, or they think it will make, it will, they would gain more followers of their private. And it's actually not the case because I've, I've met up with Instagram and I wanted to under, understand the analytics. So they showed it to me that kind of got to see it. And it's not the case. The growth was the same for a meme account that was open versus a, a, a private account. I've seen another thing that people do not meme accounts, regular people, they do this thing on their comments where only if you follow them, you can comment. So I don't know also if that works. So it's like, I think it's different tricks for people to figure out. I feel like the only times I've privated my Instagram really quick is if I posted something dirty and I was scared to get reported because it's a, it's a loophole. Like, in, it's like a, if you private yourself, you can't, like, let's say you're posting an ad, like at one point, Fuck Jerry and other accounts. Yeah. They're posting an ad for some politician and they all privated themselves. So then Instagram can't catch it and they can't block your engagement. 
Because when you post an ad, it blocks your engagement. So the minute you private it, they can't catch it. Jeez Louise. It's a lot of like, I'm, well, I'm a very mathematical person. So that's what people don't understand. Like I am very creative, but I love this stuff because I see everything in numbers. So you're like, you're one of those people that looks at the insights and like uses them and. Yeah. And other people's insights and things like that. Yeah. So it's like, so right. So my sister just recently started a adorable business for bathing suits for um, little kids, little girls, because she has a daughter and another one on the way. So sometimes she'll be like, should I send a, a bathing suit to this girl? And I'll just look at her page for like two seconds. I'll be like, no, she has a 1% engagement. So like, I'll just know right away. <laughs> well, and I feel like I can't trust everyone, anyone, because I feel like everyone just buys followers nowadays. Like I can't deal with that trust issue. Not wrong. Honestly, it's so obvious. I feel like I have friends that they're who like their managers accidentally admitted to me before that they're buying their likes and their followers because at this point they have, they feel like they have no choice because if you, if you get quick engagement, the minute you post your, your post will go straight to the front of the, right. of the, of everyone's feed. Because right now uh, on your feed, you're only seeing 20% of the people you're following. Yeah. 80% you're missing. So then, and then after a few times, if I get on your feed, I'm going to stay there. So that's what these people are doing. Like they're buying their, but like, it's very normal. Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, all these various celebrities, they have, they have a bunch of fake fan accounts and those fan accounts comment a million comments right away. And that's how their posts go. And they have people that do that for them. So it's not like Justin Bieber's like, Oh, I wish I had better engagement. It's their managers doing it behind the scenes. Yeah. There's people like I've watched interviews. There's people who literally only have five clients and their five clients is like Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez and people like that. And then they create, Five five thousand different fan accounts, fake fan accounts for each person, and then they make sure. And every time Instagram uh, restricts these type of accounts, because Instagram tries to catch it, right. then those those companies have to come up with new ways in order to be able to push the likes and the comments and the. Because right now, like if you if you use a, a shitty service, because um, I, I read a lot about this, yeah. if you use a shitty service, then like uh, the the like the likes can go away. Like Instagram will remove the likes. So then you have to find like, so like I've literally told my friends this. I was like, if someone just told me what, what company you guys were using, I would do it too. Like, it's cool. We don't have, like, just tell me. I even told Instagram, can you just tell me? No one would tell me. <laughs> well, it's like, but those people are so freaking big. Why do they even need to worry about that kind of crap? Shallow reasons. I mean, I think after a while, it's like, you're not... I mean, even with Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner, when Kylie Jenner suddenly surpassed Kim Kardashian and followers, the next day, Kim suddenly like had the same amount of followers. Oh my God. Feelings of like, oh God forbid, like I'm not relevant anymore. And I think Joe Rogan talked about how there should be a scientific, some type of research about what happens to influencers with their need for uh, likes and comments. Validation. It's so true. Yeah. It's, it's a real sickness. So do you feel like you ever fall into that? I feel like I have in the past and I just don't look. So I'll post something and I'm just like, V, it's not about how many likes you have. It doesn't mean anything. Just like enjoy your day. Cause if I do look, I can like, it can ruin my day. And it's so silly to admit, but it does. So like, I just now post to post and I hope for the best. And I, I say a little prayer before, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, I just, I don't depend on it for my happiness. And I also have given up for anyone to ever tell me what services they're using. <laughs> I really would like to know. I'm just curious. Like if you find out, I'm not going to use it because I say I don't care, but I probably care a little. 
I mean, I think companies are starting to notice because even if you're buying your likes and your comments and you, a brand hires you and it literally in the contract, it says you're not allowed to do that or your breach of contract. Let's say the company doesn't even find out, but then you, for some reason, didn't sell anything for that. Right. And then like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Her engagement is so high. She has so many followers. Oh, because she bought it. And then they don't hire you again. So in the end, it's very short term um, happiness. Right. It doesn't actually help your brand itself. So let's let's push your podcast guys so good and you just you took you there was a little hiatus and you moved to a new network so too tired to be crazy everybody it's all about sex dating relationships self-love self-healing self-healing self-love all the things where do you see the podcast going do you want to make this just like a massive empire well, the funny thing is that, and I've never admitted this before, um, but the reason I started my podcast was because, well, I used to have a blog where I would give dating advice. And then I was like, I want, um, I want to write a book okay. called Too Tired to Be Crazy. Mm-hmm. But then in my head, I was like, well, what's a better way for people to see like that you're legit with the dating advice? Because I do so, I read a lot of books and like I listen to a lot of TED Talks and I'm insanely fascinated with human behavior. So aside from numbers, I'm also really fascinating. You're just super fascinating as it is. Okay. I feel like I could talk to you for like three years, but. So like I'm into that stuff. So I was like, well, in order for me to make the book, what if I had a podcast first called Too Tired to Be Crazy, and then it can be a book after. And I never even like, I feel like I didn't fully understand how much I would love having a podcast. So fun. But it took me a while, I feel like, to come into my own skin to understand what I like, because I do have guests on. But also my solo episodes, I love doing that so much where I just give you like pure advice, like how to get over a breakup. I love your like asking questions and then just answering them. Like I could never do a solo podcast. You do so well with a solo. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, she could just do that all the time. Yeah, I I want to. And then I also like because I'm so hands on, I edit my own episodes, even though I have an editor. I have to edit mine. I can't let anyone touch them. Well, because I'm also so self-conscious. And then I feel like when I'm hearing myself talk, if I'm just like, well, um. Or I like, or there's a pause. (laughs) Shit. I have to take all this out. (laughs) Well, it's a great show. It's, you can find it anywhere where you're listening to this podcast or I don't know, anywhere else. Every Thursday, new episodes, I have guests and I also have solo episodes about self-healing and love and sex and whatever you want. Um, um, yeah, I love it. And I'm back. So I'm really excited to be back with the podcast. I was away for two, three months. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm back. Last question. Everyone on my Facebook page, of course, wanted to ask because I'm from The Bachelor. They want to know about Tyler C., and how the heck that whole rumor about you guys, <laughs> when he was dating Gigi Hadid or whatever the hell, you guys went out to lunch. He wasn't dating Gigi yet. He was dating, I think, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you explained this on an episode of your podcast, but. I did? Okay. Well, I was trying to be uh, um, politically correct. Like I wasn't, I don't feel like I was being fully honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what happened. I'll just be honest because you know, enough time has passed by. And He's good. You're good. We're good. <laughs> I hate the fact that the only time you have the time these days, like you get publicity is if you're attached to a man because it's like I've accomplished so much. And now if you Google my name, it's all me and Tyler C and Gigi Hadid, which sucks. I don't like that. No. You know, but second of all, I was randomly watching Hannah season who I would still love to meet. 
you know, I told Danny she should connect us. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Because, you know, girls have each other's back. But anyway, I was watching it towards the end. And uh, basically, I was like, oh, the guy's really hot. And then Hannah passed. It was an ep- the episode where she decides not to go with to go with Jed. So then I was just like, oh, OK, cool. Then I'll go out with him. That was just like, cause that's just how my brain works. I wish I had that confidence. Okay. Side note. So yeah. I was just like, cause I've slid in guys DMs before and usually it works. Like I've gone out with a lot. I've gone out with very famous guys and I kept it on the DL. So like Tyler is literally no offense to him, the bottom of like the list of the guys that I've gone out with. So he wasn't even that unique or special to me. So it wasn't like me trying to chase fame because I've literally been with, out with really like you ain't even big enough for me, dude. I just wanted to go out with you. Literally. So I, so then I was just like, oh, I'll get his attention. So I, I posted something silly on my story, taking a picture and I tagged him. And then I saw that he saw it. So then I was just like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I didn't realize you're going to see it. Like, oh my God, <laughs> that's so crazy. Wow. And, like, oh my and God. he's just like, oh, ha, ha. yeah. I mean, like I've been a fan of daddy issues for so many years. Like I, I followed it in my college days, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, me, I was like, we have a friend in common. He's like, who? I'm like, Nick. Nick Vial. And I was like, the three of us should hang out. Then I told Nick, Nick, let's the three of us hang out. Nick, I love that guy, but he has a hard time when you give, he has a hard time not getting all the attention. Mm-hmm. So when I had a feeling that Nick was going to cock block me because I wasn't giving him the attention, I was like, Tyler, never mind. Have you gone out with Nick? In a love way? No. I could just tell we're not compatible. He's a really nice guy. But like, if I, I love to talk and Nick loves to talk. Yes, that would be a tough combo. That'd be really hard. <laughs> okay sorry that was an aside (laughs) um but he's a nice guy but not the date for me at least um (laughs) and and he's a libra libras and scorpios we're not compatible Mm, mm. anyway he's compatible with you actually oh no we are not compatible aries are opposite signs and you guys are actually like supposed to be can be soulmates in a way but it works better when the Aries is a boy and the Libra is a girl. Just FYI. We, and we need to do just like a whole astrology podcast on its own because. Anyway, so I went out with Tyler for lunch. We went to have lunch and it was more like him trying to get to know me because he was like a fan of daddy for so many years. And then I was a fan of him for being on the show. Right. So, and like, we did have a good time. I mean, he's so polite and so nice. But to be honest, my first impression of him was like, wow, that guy's so boring. Like that was what I was thinking. I feel like, yeah, he's one of those guys that's just like so fucking hot. But what do you like? Is there anything to talk about? We spent like hours together. We like went to lunch. We took a walk. We ate more. We took another walk. We drove somewhere else. And like I went to get gas. He was in my car. And then like he pumped my gas for me because he's like such a chivalrous guy. Or that's very romantic. Very romantic guy. Mm. And then I finally went off somewhere else. And like we were texting afterwards. But like I didn't think anything of it because um, well, he's also an Aquarius. We're not compatible. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then I go to sleep and the next day I find out that like I dropped him off at some dinner and that's I think that was a dinner where he met up with Hannah oh. and Brown and other people and then he slept over and obviously it was like a publicity stunt because the truth is paparazzi does not get paparazzi doesn't know your address so it doesn't give a no. fuck what you're doing unless you call them and tell them so when he slept over the next day and suddenly the next morning there's all these pictures of them together it made me uncomfortable because Hannah Brown just seems like such a great girl. And I don't want to suddenly be caught in the middle. We're like, what if he tries something with me? And so I just felt so uncomfortable. So I texted him right away. And I was like, hey, like I saw, I just saw that you're like hanging out with Hannah. I think you guys should try to make it work. Like, I don't want to be a part of this like crossfire, like count me out. 
And he was just like, okay, so like, we can't even be friends. Like I thought I was going to see your house. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, sure, we can be friends, but just, uh, I don't want to be a part of this. So I took a step back. And then the next day he went out with Gigi. So then I was just like, oh, he's that kind of guy. This is just, yeah. He was like, who's more famous? Who's more famous? And I get it. He was like new famous and he wanted to, I mean, obviously, and if Gigi Hadid wanted to go out with me, I would say yes. Like she, she's a really hot, she's a, she's a Victoria's Secret supermodel. She's a megastar. Like, yeah. Who wouldn't go out with her? So of course I understand where he's coming from. Like he's mm. really famous and all these girls are giving him attention. First he goes out with me because he was a fan of mine for so many years. Then Hannah who rejected him. Of course he's going to hang out with her because it's his ego. Then it's like fucking supermodel Gigi Hadid. It's like, hell yeah. So then when the Gigi Hadid thing happened, I was like, oh, okay, so that's just who he is. And then I actually blurted out on a radio show about him and I said you guys are going to cut this part out and then they didn't and then they accidentally kept it in left it in oops my bad and then it was just like this whole mess and I felt so embarrassed hmm. that like I was even involved because then it was like uh I was in a I was in a weird love triangle well and you didn't even like like him that much not at all That's so crazy. for all of this to happen and you're like I thought he was really boring and I didn't really like him I was like in a weird love triangle and then it was more like, oh, how does he go from those two girls to this girl? You were the home wrecker between him and Gigi. Yeah. And then they post like ugly pictures of me. So then everyone's like, that girl's so ugly. Like, I don't even understand how he would like her compared to Hannah and Gigi. And I was like, great. Fuck that shit. Yeah. There's your answer, everybody. (laughs) That's what happened with Tyler. Nothing. And then months later, I saw him at um, So House and I was so embarrassed. I just was like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't see me. Like, I don't like confrontation. I don't know how to act. Even though I shouldn't be embarrassed, like it should no. just happen. And I'm sure he would, he loved the fact he was a magazine. Did you more, ignore each other? I was hoping he didn't see me. I don't think he did. I don't know. I was just so embarrassed. Because <laughs> I was embarrassed that I blurted out and I made me feel like as if I was like trying to ride on his name or something to be in the tabloids. And in reality, I've literally dated so many famous guys. And I've kept it a secret because I'm so in the deal with those type of things. So yeah. like, I didn't want to, I felt embarrassed. Like I'm a user or something or, or like, you know, as if I even needed him. I didn't. You don't need him. So yeah, I've never seen his dick. Come on. I needed some like insight. Are his eyes as piercing as we think they are? I mean, yeah, he's like really attractive in real life. He's a gentleman. He's so nice and um, he can hold up a conversation. Um, and he's, yeah, I mean, he's really, he's really attractive. Okay. I just, for whatever reason, I just wasn't attracted to him. I, my sister was walking in New York and she was on her phone or something. She was like not paying attention and kind of like, she says that she was just walking out into the street like people do in New York and then she was going to stop. But someone like pulled her back and like was like, whoa, 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 watch out. And she looks back and it's fucking Tyler Cameron. And she was like, are you kidding me right now? Did Tyler Cameron just like save me from getting whacked by a car? And, you know, because I was on The Bachelor too, she was like, oh my God, like my sister was on The Bachelor. What are the odds? But I was just like, Tyler C would just be there. There was a minute there where that guy, he was everywhere. He's a gentleman and like, loves his family and I mean like we got into so many deep conversations but it, it is a thing that I do with people in general like yeah that, that does sound like something Tyler would do he's genuinely a nice guy I was just like what a story and everyone of course is like they need to fall in love like wow that's a meet cute okay there you go that's a meet cute that would be a really romantic comedy yeah I love that right right 
my romantic comedy with my guy friend that I'm thinking in my head is like, I've dated all of his friends and then now it's you and I, that's our time. We've exhausted all our options. This is what we've got. Hey, I'm rooting for you. I would love the story of falling in love with your best friend. He's not my best friend, but my good friend. Yeah. Good friend. Good friend. I would love for that too. Tell him. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to nice anything. I'm pathetic. Oh God. Okay, wait, I'm going to DM you. You're going to tell me who he is and I'll, you know, I'll manifest it for you. You're going to manifest it for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, I don't even care. Like, I don't even need him. I'm independent, amazing woman. Like his loss. Of course you are. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. This was so fun. And I think you're awesome and huge fan. Everyone follow daddy issues. Listen to too tired to be crazy. You'll feel really good about yourself. And it's just like you're talking to your best friend. And thank you so much for having me. Duh, it was so fun. And I'm going to I'm gonna message you right now. I want to know who your friend is, okay? Okay. Oh, God. It's going to be good. I promise. We're manifesting. Okay, okay bye, hun. Bye. Bye.